This episode is supported in part by our friends on Patreon. To show your support, visit patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Code Monkey Podcast, Season 3, Episode 16, brought to you by Wires. This week, Tesla's doing more not-car stuff, China's back in space, and the president is losing his Twitter account. Don't look now, but the placebo effect might be all in your head. I'm Kevin Giese, and with me, in spirit, it's Alex Bragdon. Wow. Wow. Thank you for joining me in spirit, Alex. I'm not Alex, I'm Grover Cleveland. Oh right, 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 right. Okay, so we're getting we're getting straight into this. I like it. Well, no, no, I mean you just got my name wrong. We can talk about whatever you like, but you know at least try to get my name right. I, I you know what? I'm an inexperienced interviewer. I apologize. Yeah, well, no, you're the interviewee. So you know, tell us about your home life. Well, how, how do you think it influences your work? Well, well, I I mean I work from home, so I'd pretty directly, I think. Right. Okay, but do you have, like, mental barriers that separate your home and your work? No, I mean, I have physical barriers. So you don't work from home, then? No. No, I do work from home. But you just said you had physical barriers between your work and your home. Exactly. Like those little, like, you know those little kitty gates that they put up, you put up, like, at the top of the stairs, the kids don't come downstairs and stuff, like, you know, on Christmas or whatever, too early and things like that? It's like those. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that always works. Exactly. you just let your children run free when they're, you know, old enough to unlock, not unlock those gates, but, you know, nothing else could possibly hurt them. Exactly. Okay. All so, right. Well, you you are clearly a, a very eligible for our Parent of the Year Award, which is what I'm interviewing you for. Well, that's that's perfect. I had no idea that was what I was being uh, evaluated on. I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm just well, a good, I'm just an amazing parent naturally. Well, that's me, Grover Cleveland, 24th president of the United States and interviewer. I feel like you should be clutching lapels. Uh, I do not own lapels. You should get some lapels. Can we get this man some lapels? Um, Yes, we can, but it will cost $800,000 to have it instantly shipped. Wow. You ready to pay that? Amazon Prime was very expensive back in the day. Like a little historical fact that most people don't know. Yeah, I'm actually recording this from the year 1888. Yep. Uh, so the quite is, a bit. Hence the hence the, hence a the little bit of the bandwidth lag that we've been experiencing today. We had to get a micro wormhole um, and right. basically route all the communication via a wire, which is why Kevin said it was presented via a wire. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also Alex, because we're actually Apple, transcoding Alex over telegraph. <laughs> exactly. Telegraphs well, are around I mean, over right. That, that's that's we absolutely correct. Site like tech tech tree wise, right? Yeah, yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely had telegraphs by eighteen eighty eight. Right. They didn't have electricity, but they had telegraphs. Right. What? What? Which? Which? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not not yeah. even a little bit. No. Yeah. No. That's no. totally what it was. That was oh, fine. Okay. So Alex, what? why why uh, why are you Grover Cleveland? I mean, well. Because 24 was an available number. All right. Well, so uh, there's a story here um, from from the fine folks at Engadget, who I'm going to lambast immediately by saying that, like, they have this is this is the top notch investigative reporting that they think is is most worthy of everyone's time. I'm going to read this, this okay. snippet that Alex has posted in here. 
Um, or the nation's first social media president. Alex, you started the quote with or. Thank you. For that. I think I miscopied it. Or the nation's first. You, wait, did you do? Okay. I need to explain how copy and paste works for you. I didn't realize you were like physically typing in things over and over. Dude, you're going to be so productive once I teach you this one cool trick. Anyway, or the nation's first social media president, the peaceful transfer of power four. includes... It's four. <laughs> no. The word is four. No, I dropped it. No, it's O-R, I Alex. I it. see it. <laughs> there you go. Or the peace, or the nation's first social media president, the peaceful transfer of power includes a little more than turning over the nuclear launch codes to the next commander-in-chief. It also includes... Alex, you just shifted the words... Threw me off. I did not. You did. I, oh, oh, I see. I, <laughs> it also right, includes handing over access to the official at POTUS Twitter account. According to the White House on January 20th, 2017, that handle and all of its 11 million followers will go to the nation's 45th president, while all of President Obama's tweets will be moved over to his new official former president account at POTUS 44. Yeah. There's a second bullet point, follow POTUS24. But I think rather than rather than pimp out whoever that person is, I think everyone should go follow at Alex Bragdon immediately and show whatever support they may. Also, go follow POTUS77. <laughs> what? Stop adding so, things to the show notes. I can't keep up with this. <laughs> why? Okay, yeah. So, What is POTUS77? At POTUS77 is also me. Um... <laughs> So, well, I mean, I guess that right. makes sense. You have POTUS and you have past POTUSes. You should have a future POTUS. Just repair it. Right. So eventually, if Twitter still exists. <laughs> Which it, is also but, a very open question at the moment. Yes. In, in, in 33 presidents from now, if Twitter still exists, I will by default become the president because. No, you will, you will by default become the former president. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Um, so I read this article on Tuesday morning mm-hmm. when I woke up. Yes. And I was like, hmm, so they're moving everything to POTUS followed by the number of the particular presidency. Right. I wonder if they were smart enough to go and grab, you know, like the first hundred, you know, sort of numbers. And uh, uh, no, they weren't. They were not smart enough no, they to are not. grab. Not even like the past two numbers. What? POTUS 43 is, yeah. is a squatted yeah, they, account. It's really bad. Yeah. Like, they, I, 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 I was able to get W two is going to be mad, dude. He's going to be very upset. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna have to call it to him. I don't, I don't understand. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I just decided to become POTUS 24, which is Grover Cleveland. Um, right. Also POTUS 22, because Grover Cleveland is weird. But, you know, whatever. Actually, because that's a good point. He is the only POTUS that can have two Twitter accounts. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. fantastic. What do you have yeah. both of those accounts? I, I don't. Why why I, what was what was what is the point of being president in non consecutive terms if you don't get to take advantage of I, some of those perks, Alex? I mean uh, Grover. I mean it wasn't do you suppose, two consecutive do, do, terms. Do people named Grover go by some sort of name like is like, hey Grove? Like, is that a thing? Uh, no, no, that's highly insulting. I'll have you thrown in federal prison if you say that. Federal prison, okay. Federal prison. Well, that's the only prison I have jurisdiction over. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe some some sort of DC prison, but I don't know. It's messy. Well, you have control of some extrajudicial. Basically, you're going to Guantanamo if you call me. Yeah, that. pretty much. That's all. Extraterritorial I'm say. detention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Grover, you so, were yeah. the one who 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 founded Guantanamo. Then was that during the first Grover no, term or the no, second Grover term? No, I'll send you forward into the future. Okay, forward into the future to Guantanamo. Let, let POTUS seventy seven take care of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, POTUS seventy seven. So POTUS seventy seven. Uh, I don't know why I got POTUS seventy seven. I just did. Okay. Um, because it was just repeating numbers that were available. Yeah, but were above forty four. Not eighty eight. So I, well, I, I, pick I repeating think, numbers. I don't know. I, I might have tried 66 and that wasn't available. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember what I was thinking early Tuesday morning when I read this article and was just trying to grab as many Twitter <laughs> accounts as possible before someone else had this idea. I'm surprised you don't have a script to just do that. Just an auto squat. <laughs> just acquire all available Twitter handles, which will freeze Twitter growth because exactly. all Twitter handles less than 16 <laughs> four, characters four are Four I mine. equals zero. I plus one. <laughs> Yeah. CurlTwitter.com no, slash register. As many POTUS accounts as possible. Exactly. Or as many Twitter accounts as possible. Well, no, this is yeah. one of the things that I really like about having um about having a personal domain is that I can register various things at just like, you know, because there's, there's sort of the hack of like, if you have, like I have KevinGeesey.com and my email is sure. Kevin at KevinGeesey.com. But I can also say um like stuff related to the Code Monkey podcast. I can just say that's CodeMonkeyPodcast at KevinGeesey.com. And I can just have it all sure. go to me. And right. then yeah. that's always I easily filterable. But then I can do the same thing with Twitter accounts. So you could just have, you know, POTUS21 at AlexBragdon.com, POTUS22. Well, actually, you can you can share email address. No, you can share phone numbers across. You can share phone numbers, but you can't share email yeah. addresses. There's yeah, an exclusive. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I did set up a couple of random email addresses on my domain to uh, hoard <laughs> these. They're not like, you need, they're just like Alex Spam one Alex Spam 2 I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, those are just some generic ones I use on things when I don't want to, they just forward directly to my trash. I will never read anything. If you send me something at Alex underscore spam at Alex Well, so Alex, I haven't clicked through to this article because I don't know. I, I'm just not that into investigative journalism. There's nothing journalism. else really in that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, uh, well, I am curious though, what this means as far as does the, do they, do they rename POTUS to POTUS 44 and then they create a new POTUS account and then they give access to that person. What have, did, uh, the, your, I have to imagine that's what's going to happen, but I don't know for certain. Okay. I mean, it's it's maintained by the National Archives. So either the National mm. Archives are just going to have a script that will copy over all of Obama's tweets, or they're just going to swap handles. You know what I think would be really, really cool? Would be to discover that there was, that Ob- like Obama himself, like personally, had a separate Twitter account. It was just his personal Twitter account. He he does have one of those. No, no, no. But like a one that no one just happened to like stumble upon the whole four years. And it's just him ranting like, God, Joe's being such a tool. Like, <laughs> like random Yeah, but like not saying Joe Biden. It's, it's like Joe. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just, if I've ever. Like just to just uncover, just like uncover this Twitter account. That's just, you know, a trip down memory lane. A freaking Vlad's up to it again. Like, will this guy never stop? What the hell? <laughs> yeah no i agree i i think i'll do that next time i'm in office perfect i'm looking it forward to it 77th president of the united states alex bragdon so alex i think we, we've sort of skipped over some certain things now that uh now that uh, grover has uh the, the grover story has been happening how how are you doing how has your week been what's we forgot the whole human interest side of things we normally well, ease into the podcast but no no not this time pretty relaxing being dead well fair enough yeah, I, I I don't know. I've started going to the gym a lot now that I'm dead. You know, free time <laughs> that should help. So I'm a little sore. Yeah, but you know, 
you know, keep, keep you know, keep in shape. Yep. Being dead. Very important. Definitely very yeah. important. How about you? How are you? Not not keeping in as much of shape, but I am doing well. Why not? Why aren't I you keeping in good shape, Kevin? I don't know. I well, I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not dead. That's part of the I don't have the advantage yeah, it does, of the same It does free up a lot of time being dead. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. So I mean, I don't know. Well, what else what else do dead people do? Uh we eat crisps, actually. It's a common notion really? that uh, dead people don't eat crisps. But we do of course, you realize that in America, no one knows what crisps are. I mean, I'm in America. I'm a president. I'm like, <laughs> like one of the most American people to have ever lived. Wow. Called I am offended. How no? dare you imply you are more American than I am? This is getting way too political. Let's move on to another story. Speaking of politics. About politics. Civilization Vim. Uh, With Grover Cleveland v- sorry, civilization will defeat VI. Gandhi. Can you play as Grover Cleveland in Civilization? There's mods you can play. Oh, really? Well, at least in Civ Five. Okay. In, Civ, in Civ Five, you can just create custom leaders and be like, and they're like available on uh, this, like the official mod store for Civ. Can you import? I don't know. Can Can you set up your own like texture maps and stuff? Yeah, so people you can, have modded that. You can. You yeah. can like. So you could literally just be like Alex Bragdon is the leader of the Alex, sure. the Bragdonians. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you I could, could you have could a like special put unit. Your face in it and stuff. And it's all official. It's distributed via Steam. Like. It's, oh, that's it awesome! It was one of the first games to support. I, I so yeah, I, yeah. I played Civilization Five a little bit. I was really, really into Alpha Centauri mm. when that came out, and I remember it was similar in that you could like the entire game was just configured via plain text files. <laughs> you could you could just copy and paste like any faction, and then just oh look, there's another faction in the game with these yeah. different details. You could change all the art assets yeah. and do whatever you wanted, and, and you know, obviously there wasn't like. A mods. No, we hadn't invented APIs or like good programming right, 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 at right. the time. But you, you know, everything was just as open. Sure, and sure. Really, I mean, really it's cool. like that, except even easier because you just scroll through the Steam like workshop workshop mm-hmm. thing, and you're like, I want this mod, and I want this mod, and I want this mod. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I love Civ Five. I've clocked in like two hundred plus hours on Civ Five. Well, yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to ask you about this because you are a, a civilization addict, a civ yeah. Yeah, I, I played know. it a lot, what is, uh, but what I haven't you, played Civ Six yet. What are you? Well, so what? So not having played it, what are your thoughts on uh, the gameplay of Civ Six, Alex? I, I literally know. I've seen like a ten-minute YouTube video about it. I know almost nothing about it. What this are your? Be, what are your thoughts on the on the hype though? Because there there are some reviews that are saying like this is the most fully featured, amazing game to yeah. be released this year. Yeah, which is pretty I, impressive. I am really excited to play it, but I'm very busy being dead. Right, um, naturally. So it's been hard, hard you should, to you hard play to, it. It's good. Hard to get up, but you know when Thanksgiving break rolls around, um, maybe next weekend, not this coming weekend. Mm. I'll get it set up. Part of it is I don't want to install it on my laptop because I'm getting a new laptop over Thanksgiving break. So you know. Ah, right. Set up things. Which uh, what what sort of magic uh, touchpady things are, are are go along with civilization? If you were going know. to if you're going to design your your MacBook trackpad L, L, LCD display thingy to make OLED not LCD LCD display thingy all, to make LED. LCD display thingy to make civilization L-L-E-D. more utilitarian what would you what would you add to your LCD display to make civilization uh, easier just one button fire all the nukes fire all okay fair enough yeah 
I feel bad. I feel bad. So I I grew up with Age of Empires. So I was used to not turn-based stuff for the most part. Yep. Um, Alpha Centauri was kind of the exception for me. I knew I had friends who played Civilization, but I never got into it for whatever reason. I played Civ Five for a while, and I'm trying to get back into Civ Six, and I'm just like, I don't remember a lot of these things. They're like, oh, they need more housing, and I'm like, build a house, but there are yeah, housing is new. Um, housing is new, and there's you wouldn't remember housing. various resource. There's amenities. Like we'll build more porta potties, and they're like, no, that's not a thing you can do either. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this, and I'm feeling dumb. So a lot of those sound like the new mechanics that I know nothing about. Uh huh. So can't really suggest anything for you. Just build spaceships. I find that spaceships are the best things to build. Weird. I haven't encountered that button. You're gonna have to show show me where that button is. Kevin, that's literally one of the victory yeah, methods. Yeah, okay. You build a yeah. spaceship. Okay. I just just double checking. Well, actually, like, I'm trying to remember. They, I, I I so the at at one point is it? I think it's in Civilization. I don't remember which Civilization it was on because I I played before five. But I don't remember when I played. Um, four Beyond the Sword. Was, but you uh, could you could play. You eventually got to a point where you had you had you had the the single layer map, and then you had an underwater map, and then you had a sky map. What? So you could toggle that which layer you were in once you got Civ to like four. the flying phase or something. That is, well, oh, well, and it I was don't kind remember of, an underwater. It was, I don't well, remember an underwater map. Once you had once you had, sub, once you had submarines, the base. No, you I had a three layer, but like a cake, I, Alex. I've already like remembered. A cake, you know the, how you have cakes yeah, and you have yes, you stack. At least in Civ Four. Okay. Like obviously the pla- the planes have a slight. I wouldn't call it a different map. It's just that you click on a the airport and you get sort of like a list of the planes at that airport. Um, and submarines just acted like boats. You didn't again didn't have a new map in Civ Four. I don't know about mm. one through three. My dad could answer that, but I don't know. I don't want to call him. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, but back in high school. Uh, I used to, my friends and I used to play a lot of two games. We used to play a lot of Civ Five Beyond the Sword, or Civ Four Beyond the Sword, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to play a lot of Star Wars, um, what the, I don't remember the name of it. Forces of Corruption was one of the expansions for it. Uh, I don't remember this at it, all. No, it was a real, so it's a real-time strategy. It was very much like um, StarCraft or okay. Age of Empire. But it was just like Star Wars and you you had awesome. space battles and ground battles. It's horribly balanced. Like the Empire almost always wins because the way they balanced it was they made the Empire better at space battles and the Rebellion better at ground battles. But the Empire can build <laughs> okay. the Death Star and right. just blow up all the ground and then they uh-huh. just win okay. because it's just space battles, which they're better at. Well, see, this is the thing that I, I remember really, really liking about the original Age of Empires series, um, kind mm. of one and two, is that you could have uh, you you could have adventures where like you would play and then be completely overwhelmed, but like escape with like three villagers, and then yeah. win the game five hours later. Like, sure, and that yeah, you could totally do that. Awesome. Star Wars Empire at War. That's the name of the game. Empire okay. at War. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that wasn't a great that, game. W- that was Windows definitely only. not the case with other with other like I keep I come back to games I'm like no this is one where like oh no I was too much of a noob at the beginning 
the game's over. I might as well just quit. No, now. yeah. Um, Empire at War is fairly friendly like that. Um, I think like, I played Age of Mythology because that was another of the Age of Empires series things. And it was released much more recently. And I got into it. And it's basically they have sort of a, a, a game ending mechanic that once you get once you've re- once you've gotten to the, like the fourth age or whatever it is that they have you eventually like construct a, an uber titan and then your titan hmm. can just one shot everything so basically unless it's, it's 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 basically like firing the nukes um so it's like a, a yeah. force the game to be over and they you know, there was basically, basically the game could ne- could never wax and wane it was you know your your game is time boxed within an hour and a half of gameplay period. And I felt like that was not, I guess, I guess maybe that's a good design decision. But for me, I really liked the idea that like I could be terrible at the beginning of the game and learn how to play better and come back and and be, you know, and that you could have things like that or that I could fail to, you know, to convert somebody and then they could escape with a few villagers and then come back and become a total threat because I ignored them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely depends on like the play style of the people you're playing against at Empire at War. Mm-hmm. Um, because so, as I said, you can build the Death Star, but building the Death Star is actually a bit of a huge liability for the Empire because because right. the exhaust can, board. The be- right. So, <laughs> and that auto loses for the Empire. So you can build oh, wow. the Death Star and go around and blow up planets, but the cost of that is it that shouldn't if auto lose, it should auto lose if it happens twice. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, because it's it's set during the first movie, but the okay. time period of the first movie. So. Okay. The, there's an expansion that um, moves, progresses the time period up to the second or the third movie where ah, you can okay. build the second Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so like you can choose to not build the If you've, no one builds the Death Star, then basically it's literally just killing either Mon Matha or the Emperor. So that's the that's the only end condition for the game. Okay. So there these are if the emperor dies, then the emperor loses. Obviously, Mon Mothma dies, then the rebellion loses. Like, and, and that's it. That's basically the only win lose conditions. Unless someone builds the Death Star, in which case blowing it up will win the game for the rebellion. Okay. So, interesting. I mean, it's a bit of balance in that. I I enjoyed the game. Mm. Um, I played it a few times, like recently. I don't think it's as good as I remember it being, but uh-huh. I have. It's, it's still fun. I'm also curious. What is um how how do how do you do? And this is coming from someone who has never played StarCraft. By the time mm. I knew StarCraft was a thing, there were heavily competitive StarCraft players. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near that. Like I yeah, I, that that seems that seems like a recipe. That's like, hey, you should go hang out on 4chan. Like, no, I'm not going anywhere near this game. This this sounds dangerous. Um, <laughs> how do you handle uh, space maps? Uh, they're big, just empty things with nebulas and like rocks. Um, Oh, so you're, are you dealing with a flat hex map or you, do you deal with 3d hexes? No, no, no. It's not even, it's not, it's not turn-based. This is real time. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, but I mean for, for, for non-real time, if you're going to do civilization set in space. I have no idea. Okay. But this is real time. And it's basically just a 2d plane that just goes from end to end um and like you move slower when you're going through nebulas and r- through asteroid fields but like right. in nebulas you're so you also still get more terrain hidden. mechanics and stuff yeah yeah okay yeah so i mean it's fun fair enough but no i'd just be curious to see like how do you i would love to see how you how you manage like a hex map type of thing in in 3d space because i think it'd be cool it'd probably be 
awful gameplay wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just build like the decahedrons. But then, you know, there it always go. like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the Wrath of Khan thing, right? Where like all of a sudden no! it occurs to them. No, no, no. That? <laughs> no, that's the search for Spock. Um, no. No, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Now, what am I talking Con. about? Never mind. I know. He I goes, Con. I know. What am I? I, I, I said no because. Um, no, but where to, it suddenly but. occurs to them, like, wait a second, we could just go up a little bit and then we're totally fine. Um, they're doing this whole this submarine hunt. They're like, oh, wait a second. Um, yeah, but anyway. We have 3D space. Uh, civilization I mean, I I, civilization I, VI. Yeah. I'm, I am enjoying the heck out of it. I wish I had more time to play it. I've only been able to play like Colin WQ. Colin W. Yeah, exactly. Noel, no. Colin W. Enter. Colin SP. Enter. Colin what are you? BSP. What? What? What are you doing? I'm creating a whole bunch of extra splits. Anyway. Why? So I can play. I can vim more vim while I vim. No, just write and quit. That's all <laughs> you need to do. All right. Anyway, Alex, how many people are in space right now? Eight hundred and fifty-seven billion five hundred seventy-seven trillion eight hundred five divided by X. Alex, how many Terrans are in space right now? Uh, all of them. No, that's not correct. Yes, we're in space right now. Alex, how many Terrans are outside of are past the Armstrong limit? Uh, well, it depends on where Armstrong is standing right now. <sighs> All right. The answer is uh, may surprise you after these messages. Alex, share some messages with our listeners. Right now, you can buy a $500 coupon to Tomatoes R Us for only $12.95. Just come on down to Nalgene Bottles Limited Incorporated on 507 8th Street in New York. 507 8th Street is a real place. They have yeah, really, I know. Really, That's really where Nalgene. Yeah, and algae bottles. Right. Well, because you've got to hydrate because the bagels sort of dry you out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, the reason I ask that, Alex, is because how many, you, you know how many people are generally on an ISS expedition? Uh, well, somewhere between none and 500. Well, the, the correct answer is uh, generally six, um, though that has to happen across two different rockets because the Russians have not figured out how to space shuttle. Okay. Um, <laughs> granted, they're still used. It still works. So we don't really have any place to criticize them. Well, the space shuttle would still work. We just didn't pay for it. Mm. They um, put it in mothballs. Yes. Um, but anyway, so the uh, sent up. So they they send up in in sets of three, and generally they will send up one right. crew for if, if generally the missions run for three months. Um, and so they'll send up one crew, and then halfway later they'll send up another. So there's a bit of time before there's there's one crew that's sort of a, the transitional crew, um, and so there's always sort of rotating staff of of uh, between three and six, usually six and three being sort of the between when half of them had landed and the replacements yeah. arrive. Um, yeah. But if you go to how many people are in space right now dot com right now dot com, and you're listening to this podcast within. Within, seconds of it uploading with no within a while well within, it depends on how many next, seconds for the next 17 days i said seconds no for the next 13 I, days i'm sorry 
Yeah, well, right. you which is break some down arbitrary 13. number of seconds. Yes, it is a very large number of seconds, but a number of seconds, but not that large a number of seconds. To be honest. more than five, Alex. It's more than five seconds. Sure, sure, but it, well, it depends on what your relative. It, frame it also is, depends on when I upload it too. Um, yeah, if you there's if a lot so many variables here that exactly. you can't say I'm we shouldn't, wrong. We shouldn't even bother having the discussion. This we're totally unqualified. But here is the answer, Alex. Also, I love this site. It's just so simple. Just how many people are... Also, there's an app in case the site is too complex for you to figure out. The I mean, answer is five. And if you look here, there's only one American in space right now, but he's in charge. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, no, there are two Chinese astronauts in space right yeah. now, which is awesome. Cool. They've been in space for 18 days. They've been... They're, they're the most Great. senior as far... Actually, no, I take that back. There are two commanders... And Jing Haipeng, which I'm totally not pronouncing correctly, I'm assuming, um, is the commander with the most experience at 18 days. So I think he's in charge of space right now. He is, you know, in charge of space. Okay. All right. So that's pretty cool. All right. I don't know. It's uh, exciting. Uh, um, well, I mean, it's weird because we don't, like, you as much as you want to be interested in space, we don't find out much about what's going on in China. But a Chinese Long March 2F rocket, which is also like, I have no idea what that means. I know what a Soyuz is. Anyway, uh, two astronauts uh, launches two astronauts into orbit aboard the Shenzhou 11 spacecraft from Zhuquan Satellite Center on October 17th, Beijing time. Yeah. I don't know why they mentioned like the time when they just gave the date. That's interesting. Kicking off a 30-day mission to the country's new Chang'an 2 space laboratory module. So we talked about this briefly, that there was the one that was they're like, it's going to crash at some point, just FYI. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've since launched the second one. They launched it in uh, September, and yep. uh, and they've they have now launched uh, two astronauts during the thirty day mission. Jing and Chen will carry out a number of medical and space science experiments, as distinguished from regular science experiments, as well as <laughs> test various systems. You have like space space hypotheses, space data, space confirmation. Space data is the best. You have to Android. worry about space bias. It's a big issue. Um, <laughs> as well as test various systems on the Chang'an 2 module, they will also engage in public outreach activities. Um, they're going to drop your arms pamphlets. Out the window. <laughs> they're going to drop pamphlets from orbit, including serving That's as. That's an special interesting question. Could you throw a paper airplane from the International Space Station and have it reach the planet without burning up? Without, but no. <sighs> well, why not? I mean, they did golf from the ISS. Did the golf ball burn up? Yes. That's what happens with orbits the, in when there's atmosphere, yeah, but Alex. It's so light. What if, <laughs> if you just dropped a piece of paper, it's not moving that fast. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It really it won't is. Compress, it won't compress that much air. How about a balsa wood glider? <laughs> I welcome you to try it out. Okay. I'm going to send a balsa wood glider to the ISS. I th- but no, but I think this is cool because, like, I was I w- did I watched the last uh, the last ISS landing, and I was just sitting there. And I was I was the watching, ISS can land. Yeah, yeah it's it just you know chilling out and then taking off, refueling. Um, wow. <laughs> no. Why do we need the space shuttle then? No, I watched the the last Soyuz landing, um, and uh, it occurred to me like I'm sitting here and I'm watching a, a I'm watching a live feed of Bike an Hour, which. Okay. Thinking about when I was born, and they were like, 
hey, Soviet Union just kind of barely not existing anymore. I mean, it, Soviet Union theoretically fell after I was born, timeline-wise. Right. And the idea that now I can just be like lazy sitting on my couch and being like, oh, I'm just going to turn on the TV and like live stream stuff from the Russian space program. That's weird. If you go back and like <laughs> talk to talk to like the, the the Apollo guys, you'd be like, hey, by the way, I'm just like watching what's going on in there. In the, in the control room, that that'd be like that's weird. Give me access to your spies. <laughs> exactly. Um, but for China, it's more just like, oh wow, yeah, okay. I guess they've got astronauts up there right now. That's weird. We should send them a gift card. Yeah, or at least like one of those little you know, ten ten punch ticket things. Go to space yeah, ten times, or- go free something. Wow, that's a really good value, right? It would be. Well, I was thinking like a free coffee or something at the NASA cafe. Oh, fair (laughs) Fair enough. You know, something more, you know, useful. But I like the idea that we have two space stations right now. That's cool. I want them to merge and become Megatron. And it would also be pretty cool. In space. Oh, okay. I assumed assumed you wanted them to both land. No. (laughs) You sure? Just a powered landing of both of them? No. I want space Megatron. Okay. Fair enough. Alex, also, did you watch the solar roof announcement? No, I don't have a roof. Okay, neither neither did I. But Tesla will build and sell its own line of solar panels to combine with its battery storage system. The company announced at a press event at Universal Studios. The system will allow residential homeowners to replace their entire roof with solar panels connected to an updated Powerwall 2 battery pack, making it much simpler for homes to be entirely powered by solar power. The Powerwall 2 can store 14 qua of energy with an additional 5 qua continuous power draw and 7 uh-huh. qua peak. The battery is warranted for unlimited power cycles for up to 10 years. It can be floor or wall mounted inside or outside. It can be used for load shifting or backup power. K- question. Qua? Question. Yeah? Kilowatt can I hour estrogen? Yes. Okay. Can I build my house out of these, like, the batteries? So they can be mounted to a wall. Mm-hmm. Can they be load-bearing walls? That is an interesting question. And no, I, th- mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't what? know what the weight They're is. They're pretty dense. They're pretty dense. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to use them as, like, the ceiling. Well, here's the other like, thing. Do you think about, like, how much, how like, how, how they're like, hey, you can't bring a Samsung phone on a plane anymore? Because that tiny little battery is going to, like, completely murder you. The idea of having well, something this big <laughs> in, in your yeah, house or in constructing your a house out of it. it well, in, in your I mean, yeah, maybe building a house out of it might be a poor choice. But, like, having one in your garage, yeah, I mean, there's no more. I mean, think about it. You have a car full of, like, gasoline in I your garage, not. right? I well, do not. That is dangerous, people, Alex. What like sort comparatively of speaking, <laughs> you have a giant tank of gasoline about the size of this power wall, right. which is far more po- like likely to explode than the uh, power wall would ever be. Is that true? Yes. The Samsung phones, I think, explode at a greater frequency than cars. I doubt. I think more cars have exploded in the same length of time than Samsung phones. The per. Not per capita, but per unit. I would wager per unit. Yes, you think so? I do think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna request that you fetch data for us before next week, so we can compare okay. the per right. unit. Add it to next week's show notes so I remember. 
We'll so, follow up with dead Grover Cleveland on the exploding <laughs> Samsung phones, former president. So they, obviously this is Tesla doing more not car stuff and doing stuff that's... Uh, well, no, this is them buying Solar City. Well, maybe. Then still not entirely sure what's going on with that. Well, that keeps regulated. stalling, installing, installing, installing. Yeah, but, but even if they don't buy Solar City, Solar City will just like sell them all their stuff and then close. <laughs> like, right? They, and they're they'll doing, figure it out. They're doing a lot of they're doing a lot of business, and they were doing business before there was talk. Right. Anyway, like they'll basically be the same company no matter what happens. The the frustrating thing though is that like you can as, as you can make an announcement about whatever sort of solar panel stuff that you want. What they didn't announce was any sense of price point. Sure. Which like but, yeah, so cool having a having like and they they showed a bunch of different designs. They've got solar panels that look like roofs, and that you can have different styles of solar panel roofs, and that's cool. So but, here's you do you understand Solar City? One of Solar City's primary business models, though, to sell electricity. Exactly, they don't sell solar panels; they sell electricity. Yes. So you you sign a thing which lets them install solar panels on your roof. Mm. And then they do that for free, and the, but you agree for the next 20 years to buy electricity from them at a certain rate. Mm-hmm. So that rate is usually lower than the rate that you get from the power company. Right. Um, so you buy the electricity that those solar panels that they installed in your roof for free produce at such and such a rate. Right. So, but you're right. These are more like build your roof out of them. Right. Rather than like attach yeah, to your pre-existing this, roof. I think this is a different, a different model, at least given what they're, what I've, what I've read that they're, they're trying to approach this as a, yeah, you make the investment and you reap the rewards from it type of thing. Yeah. Um, as so opposed we'll to trying to identify people from that. But it, it's, I, I feel like you can't, you can't, in fact, it's almost worse like to me, if you if you if you said like, hey, we've got the solar panel, you came out and you're like, hey, we, we were developing the solar panel. It's going to look really crappy, but it's going to be able to basically replace your roof tiles, and it's strong. And yeah. It's going to, you know, that's pretty cool. I'd be like, okay. And then they're going like, and it's going to be super fancy and luxury and blah blah blah. Then I feel less inclined to be excited about it. Like the more you hype it up, the more expensive it is in my head. And the more that you're not giving a price point just seems really, really, I, really terrifying. I argue that they, they haven't decided on a price point yet, which is oh, why well, they yeah. didn't announce it. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to gauge sort of reaction and try to figure out costs and try but to I mean, drill all that. And maybe maybe this is just me, though. But like it, you, I would buy solar panel roofing that was ugly as sin if they'd be like, ah, it's 50, it's 50 bucks. Well, you oh, can yeah. have a roof. Like, definitely. But, like, I, for me, the price point is such a huge like it's like, i would using argue using solar minority, is such though. an obvious win that it's yeah, like but, why did i care about the price point that's the that's the thing i care about. i don't want you to I, make it fancy i don't want you to spend any extra money trying to make it look nice i just want I you to keep the price 100 percent agree with you i 100 percent agree with you but i think we're about the minority i think there are a lot of people who don't have solar panels because they look ugly i honestly do really um yep but it's on the roof you don't have to look at your roof yeah, people look at the roofs. Stay like, in your ho- homes, people. It's dangerous outside. Yeah, there's ozone I, everywhere, particulate matter. On, on another worst. note, the two like homes that they showed off, like the power wall, like mm-hmm. if you go to Tesla.com forward slash energy, there's two homes. There's like the power wall home, which mm-hmm. is like and and like the solar roof home. Those are both my dream homes. Like those homes are 
So good. Yeah, look at that home. Look at it. It has a big open thing in the roof and like glass and corners and like wood paneling and like a really good view of something. I don't know what it is, but it's like (laughs) mountains. And then you have like this other home. It's a very that's modern. Like stone yeah. No, this is, this would be like my wood. nightmare. Like, look at those glass. Like, look exactly. at that floor exactly. to ceiling glass. Exactly. It's like an there's, Apple there's, store. This is a it's this is a so floor good. to ceiling like huge amount of light, bright, oh, open spaces. I love that. No, it's oh, absolutely man. the worst. I, I completely, want this, like, fake completely and utterly disagree with you. This is the worst. If you were going to design a home to make me just feel incredibly I... exposed and uncomfortable. And not able to home. code at all. I want a. I want like a very dark. <laughs> well, like, go like, to the basement. So, Kevin, why yes, don't we go? Pretty much. <laughs> why don't we become roommates? I. We'll get this home. We'll build a basement, all and right. then you can live in the basement, and I'll live in the uptown. I would. Right. I would definitely do that. Like I would live in an underground home. Like no question. I am Wait, absolutely down that, for that. Why didn't you move to Montana then? They turned that nuclear bunker into a <laughs> home. True. That that is they an did. option. Why didn't you do that? I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Silly Kevin. <laughs> Silly Kevin. But no, so I so mean, it's a cool, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. So Kevin, um, I'm confused. Yes. What are you confused about? A totally different topic. Okay. Uh, toasters did not unplug the internet. Okay. So yeah, Alex is referring to the, the show notes. There is a, so I was asleep for all of this, but apparently all of the internet went down forever. You were asleep from eight in the morning to six in the evening. Oh, pr- pretty much. Yes. I, I Okay. <laughs> I all right. Um, yeah, pretty much. That was close. I mean, I think I got up at like four in the evening, but, but yeah, pretty much. I woke up and then apparently, yeah, a lot of the internet had apparently been down and I was like, Oh, weird. I don't know. Okay. Um, but Scientific American reports that last week's distributed denial of service, DDoS attacks, in which tens of millions of hacked devices were exploited to jam and take down internet computer servers. Like jam, like baseball jam? style? <laughs> Thank you for going like there as well. Okay, good. We have similar sense of humor. I understand why we're friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is an ominous sign for the internet of things, which is a terrible... Uh, in, okay. I don't care. What? I said, I don't care. Move on. It's a term. A DDoS is a cyber attack, which in which large numbers of devices are programmed to request access to the same website at the same time, creating data traffic, which is not entirely accurate, creating data traffic bottlenecks that cut off access to the site. In this case, not usually, not necessarily even data traffic. In this case, the still unknown attackers used malware known as Mirai, to hack into devices whose passwords they could guess because owners either did not or either could not or did not change the device's default passwords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what happened. But toasters no unplugged to- the internet. There, there are not smart toasters. Show uh, me there. one commercial smart toaster. Look it up. A toaster that you can control from the internet. Kevin is currently searching. I'm just click on the first link. Searching in vain. There you go. That smart not- toaster. Yeah, but does it have Wi-Fi? Yes. Does it? I have no idea. Show me, like, Fine. that's the requirement. I, I, you need to show me a toaster with Wi-Fi for me to even begin. For, if you can show me a toaster with Wi-Fi, then okay. But why would a toaster have Wi-Fi? W- what could you possibly do? The same thing you do with a coffee maker with Wi-Fi. 
You'd have to leave your bread in it overnight. Amazing. And it would get all stale. Wi-Fi gadgets. Toaster. Come it on. would get all stale. I'm going to find this. Like, th there isn't... <laughs> you could preload it with bread. Let it sit oh, for eight go. hours. Here we go. Here we go, Alex. The bread okay. toaster that burns the weather forecast on your toast. Click on it. If it's going to be a DIY. No, it's not. It's totally Unless you can buy it. Unless you can go buy it. I will pay the person and buy this toaster. But that explain that. But that answers your question about use case. Oh, see, it is so popular <laughs> that the site is down. So many people want this product, Alex, that I can't even no, purchase it anymore. No one wanted it, so they went out of business. That's <laughs> the more plausible explanation. <laughs> but no, toasters did not take down the internet. It was security cameras. Really? Yeah. I mean, mostly, from what I understand. Interesting. It was mostly people buying cheap security cameras that they could just put around their house. Mm -hmm. um, and... That there was like one brand of security camera which has been recalled that literally you could not change the root password on. It oh, was wow. like hard coded <laughs> into like not even the firmware, but mm. like some like ROM read only well, and memory the, portion. There are a lot of, of people who also will not change the default passwords on routers, or at least the sure, reset sure. passwords on routers, which is yeah. sort of understandable, mm. or at least sympathizable. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's a big pain. Um, yeah, that's one where ideally the router manufacturer could set individual passwords for all the devices and just print it on a sticker rather than having a hard thing for the device. Um, well, that, that's what they do nowadays. Nowadays, but there are a lot of routers that are not. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and uh, to be fair, that may be on a lot of higher end routers, which are the only type I usually I do sort of wonder, to. though, every time these sort of things happen, people go, oh, my God, it's the, it's all of the smart things. This is terrible. It doesn't feel like that's the case. I feel like you could probably take down the internet with just regular computers. Like sure. having having bad security on devices is a problem, but the whole it feels like when these things happen, people will go like, "Well, this is this is what happens when we decide we want to put Wi-Fi and everything." Well, it's not really a question of scale; it's a question of they're going after the devices that happen to be insecure. If the devices yeah. were not insecure, then hack into every other thing. And start yeah. sending traffic from there as well. I, I almost agree with you, except for two reasons. Okay. One, most consumers are switching away from desktop systems to laptops. Right. Um, which are a lot more inconvenient for that type of thing because they're oftentimes just asleep. Right. Uh, and like they're not on. They're not, not connected. connected. Right. Yeah. Um, and then playing off that, like most people who have desktops, again, won't have them on all the time for power conservative reasons whereas th these internet of things devices you can have five or six of them in a home and they will all always be on right um although i think i think part of i mean i agree with you but you're also one of the reasons that we're pulling away from having computers that are always on as our as the way that we interact on a you know, the, hmm. having desktops that, you know, be always powered or whatever. One of the reasons that we're able to move away from that is because there are a lot more resources in, quote, the cloud, which is somebody sure. else is turning a computer on and leaving it on for us. Right. Uh, then we, those... we have thin clients that we connect to, which the, and then those become targets as well. And in fact, they become sure. very tempting targets because they generally have to have pretty decent bandwidth to begin with because that's what their job is. Right. 
But most of those services are like Amazon and Google and Apple and Netflix, which is also Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, and like all of that stuff. So hey, like, be nice to Microsoft. Let's let's just let's throw okay. them a bone. Microsoft. Here, all right? They they Microsoft. at least had the decency to develop better MacBooks than Apple did. So we should throw them a bone and mention no, they them in didn't. this podcast. And I will fight you to the death <laughs> on that. No, you know what they, they you know what you know what they've they've discovered, Alex? What? Is uh that you can put more than sixteen gigs of RAM into a laptop. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, but not a surface book. <laughs> You can't order a Surface Book with more than 16 gigs of RAM. I don't think. <laughs> but, like, I, I blame Intel for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, I, can, honest, you can blame whoever you want, man. I I mean, it's, I mean the, their CPUs do not by default support low-power DDR4 uh, uh, 32 gigs of RAM. They just do not. So okay. uh, you have to do other special things to uh get that much ram into the computer and that those things take a lot of like uh energy it was interesting know. to note though that the that the specs are worse on the on the max than they were last year but they're not what are you talking about? Anyway, we've discovered the no, placebo explain effect. That, explain Pain that. Network. No, explain <laughs> that. You you just claimed that the the MacBook year over year got worse using functional magnetic resonance brain imaging (fMRI). Scientists at Northwestern what? Medicine and Rehabilitation Institute of Chicago (RIC) have identified that the first time the region of the brain that's responsible for the placebo effect in pain relief. It is an area in the front part of the brain called the midfrontal gyrus that also plays a key role in our emotions and decision making. This is, imp this is impressive stuff, Alex. The use of fMRI or FMRI images to identify those placebo responders and eliminate them from clinical trials could make future research far more reliable. Could also lead to more targeted pain therapy based on patient brain images instead of a trial and error approach that exposes patients to ineffective and sometimes dangerous medications. This shocks me, Alex. That the that the placebo effect is just like a thing in the brain. Well, no, you know, I mean, you know, it's a thing in the brain, but just the the idea that like it's a thing in a specific part of the brain, and well, that of you course can, it is. That you can like zap that part of the brain, and be like, yeah, no, no placebo for you. I mean, everything also, is in a different. Like, how do you, you know, how do you how do you do a controlled contr cl clinically controlled trial? about the placebo you, effect. You tell them you're zapping the part of the brain, but you zap a different part of the brain. No, but how do you distinguish placebo effects from placebo-placebo effects, Alex, is my question. Placebos. Placebo. You just use know. a placebo. I don't know. It's, it's, isn't that, is that, is that, am I crazy for thinking that's weird? No. Okay. You're not crazy, is, but... I think You're more, more excited about it than I am. No, this is really cool. I mean, the idea that we could, we could, because so, the, yes. whole, the whole idea is that, you know, especially if, if the placebo effect happens to be particularly pronounced for a thing, we have to spend so much, we have to have huge sample sizes to figure out if something works because people are yeah. jerks and they'll just get better <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if we were able to just identify like, oh yeah, they got better, but also they were experiencing fake brain drugs i'm imagining now that the <laughs> fake the mid, brain drugs the midfrontal gyrus is just like this is this meth lab in your brain 
<laughs> that's like, you so, know, it'd be fun. Let's mess with this dude. Let's give him. <laughs> so, okay. So the question that I Let's have. Let's give about him antidepressants this. for no reason. And it's just like, it's like this total drug pusher <laughs> inside your brain. Go like, let's just, let's just turn these knobs and see what the heck happens. Yeah, your brain is just a bunch of, like, knobs and control. It's like a steampunk exactly. enterprise, like, engineering room. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Just a bunch of buttons and levers I want. And I really and... hope now that the new Star Trek series is just Star Trek but steampunk. Okay. <laughs> I like, just have, I the engin- yeah, have engineering be, like, all these gears. <laughs> that'd be so it'd be amazing. like that episode of Doctor just, Who. Exactly. Yes. No, I want that. I want it very badly. Okay. Please let me have okay. that, Alex. I will do everything in my power to make that happen. Alrighty, how much how much of that is in your power? None of it. Alrighty. But so my question about this is that can't we just zap that center of the brain to fix literally everything? That is also so just stimulate a it. Very to just good like question. keep stimulating it until it does what you want it to do and you're fixed. Well, I remember that there was a point where there was an article last year, and we may have even talked about this on the show, um, that the placebo that placebo effects worked even if you knew about the placebo effect even yes. if you knew that you were taking a placebo yeah that yeah. so you'd be, I'd be like hey alex eat this sugar tablet it will do nothing to make you feel better and you're like i feel better it's amazing <laughs> no no well no i think you could say it was a placebo this is eat this sugar tablet it's totally placebo but it'll make you feel better anyway R- right yeah i i think yeah, like I think then, knowing then, that it's a placebo, but still being told that like it'll have these effects. Right. Yeah, I think that's. I think, yeah, I think that's right. I don't know, but if it, that kind of makes sense because then other because if you just say it won't do anything, then you'll probably it won't probably won't do anything. But I think it's the anticipation. That, right. Like oh okay well whatever. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Placebos are weird. They they are well, but they also they noticed that people who had a bed like a larger placebo center were able to were generally had a better placebo can I, response. Can I have yours then? Can I just I not steal have everyone's placebo center at all? Cram, cram it in my like, exactly steal everyone's? Like, now. Well, yeah. Now you've got to be like, is there like a meditation like used to like develop more gray matter in the placebo center or no. something? I don't know. I, well, there's a placebo for it though. <laughs> okay. So it has sort of like exponential returns. But it is that is an interesting idea, though, if there's a way to, to just particularly stimulate growth of the placebo center. If like you actually do have just like a placebo part of your brain. And well, I, and it's, it's worth noting this is also this is specifically in terms of pain response. So this is hmm. not necessarily something for, you know, depression, or anxiety or, or neurological problems or, or anything else. Or board it's, games. Um, I mean, it's not to say that it's not. It's just that it, this study was not trying to reproduce things outside of that. It's just, yeah. it's just, yeah. Hey, I feel less pain. Um, so it could be, it could be something unique to that, but who knows? Sure. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I know nothing about the placebo effect except that it always works all the time. 